You're listening to DraftKings Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to another edition of Darth Amin's Rule of Two. I'm Darth Amin, your Sith Lord. I'm joined as always by my apprentice, Darth Cornpuzzle, a.k.a. Anthony Mays. We're reviewing Bad Batch Season 2 and Mays. You texted me before I watched the episodes. They heard us. They listened. (laughs) They listened because not only did they drop two episodes in a row, which we anticipated somewhat. It looks like we're going to get accelerated here, much like clone aging maze. Also, it is technically the halfway point because it's the seventh and eighth episode of a 16 episode season. So that might be a reason that they structured it this way. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, Maze, I believe you were referring to the content of these episodes, not just the fact that they went two at a time. But enough of these little kitty adventures. Give me politics. It's pretty ironic that they chose to release two when it was actually more substantive. This is what I love. This is my jam right here, man. As far as everything that happens before Star Wars A New Hope, that's the most fascinating thing to me is how they handle politics in a really nuanced way. When you think about what the prequels were about, when you think about Rogue One, you think about Andor, and now Bad Batch is getting in on this whole politics debate. And we see the defense recruitment bill, which was mentioned earlier in the season, if you remember that crosshair-centric episode over clones complaining about the defense recruitment bill. This is the brainchild of Admiral Rampart wants to commission a volunteer or quote-unquote volunteer army of stormtroopers. And we get an explanation as to how all this came around. And spoiler alert, Palpatine's at it again. This dude. Yeah, I want to talk about that at some point. But first, I want to ask you, Amin, Mm -hmm. because I also sent you this headline, which I saw. The Bad Batch is making its biggest problem even worse having engaging and substantial episodes that don't feature clone force 99 because they do show up in episode eight yeah but in episode seven they're nowhere to be seen it's literally all other characters that we know but not the main characters quote unquote of this show i would say that it's not making a bad thing worse i think it's making something better because they're telling a great story maze and sometimes the story does not involve the people the quote-unquote the story should be about 
they're trying to tie this in. Again, we had this conversation at the end of Obi-Wan. When you're creating new content that takes place in a timeline that already exists in canon, your mission is to support the canon, not contradict it. And it would be incredibly difficult to tell this story, this part of the story, and make it Bad Batch-centric. But doesn't that raise the question, why is the show about the Bad Batch? Why didn't they find some other way to frame it where the Bad Batch are characters in it, but we don't get so many of these episodes that we were complaining about the last couple of weeks where it's, we're going on a mission and we're doing this thing. That's a great question. Why wasn't this Clone Wars season eight and season nine, for instance? Mm -hmm. I think part of it is because the Clone Wars, in essence, was a story about the bridge between episode two, Attack of the Clones, and episode three, Revenge of the Sith. The last episode of Clone Wars season seven dips beyond that and it goes all the way up to order 66 everything after that it's not clone wars anymore the clone wars are over when order 66 happens and did these clone wars have yes <laughs> thank you so while these stories the stories of the bad batch are a continuation of stories that were in full swing in the clone wars we're no longer in the clone wars so it had to be its own show and Again, the Bad Batch is not something they just came up with. This was something that, if you remember, the lost season of Clone Wars that was never made, they were in that. They accompanied Yoda to Kashyyyk at one point. And we talked about this. Yeah, last episode. So I get it. That's a great question. Why didn't we just get some other Star Wars insurgents or whatever? We could have. But this gives us a group of characters that are compelling, that are familiar, and we want to know more. I wish we didn't have filler episodes. I mean, look, if you ask me, make it 10 episodes. Let's not be tied to a certain number of things. But again, I don't know the business stuff behind the scenes. I don't know what the commitments, what Disney Plus is looking for, Kathleen Kennedy. I often say, you know, it's probably something contractual. I'll give you a great example, corollary of this, Maze. Tuesday night, LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record. It was a game on TNT. And the studio crew was the Lefko, Candace Parker, Jamal Crawford, Shaq crew. And in my group chat, my friends were like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they dropped the ball. They didn't have Chuck and Ernie and Kenny on this. And I said, yeah, it's contractual, man. Yeah. They can't just sub out Tuesday night's crew for Thursday night's crew. Not only the number of shows these people all do is all calculated and contracted and accounted for but also it says you can't do this if they did that it would be breach of contract for candace for jamal crawford for adam lefko this stuff is all written out it's not like uh who's available you you come over that's not how it works so for that reason i say it's a long answer to your short question i don't know why it is the way it is but i don't have a problem calling the show The Bad Batch, having most of the episodes be about The Bad Batch, but also taking departures in the same way that Book of Boba Fett, we took a departure from Boba Fett and got the two best episodes of the season. I don't know about you, Maze, but this and the Crosshair episode were my two favorite episodes this season. Yeah, that's fair. I think the biggest reason is it's aiming at a younger audience. Yes. So you want to give more episodes to give more of a library and 
you want to sprinkle in these higher concept, more political episodes because it might not be as appealing to the younger demographic. That's absolutely right. And especially those one-off episodes, not only are they more simplistic in nature and quote-unquote cute and cuddly, but also it doesn't require a long-term memory of the building of a larger Star Wars story, like of Palpatine and his rise and all this stuff. It's a Wookiee with a lightsaber. You can figure it out. Yeah. And then when it's over, it's not like, you know, you don't have to do the, Philip, the pizza delivery boy, from the beginning. Damn it. I'm just saying like that. You just said you don't have to do it. I know, but I do it anyway, because I'm Martin. I'm telling the story. Come on, guys. You guys are unscarable. (laughs) It's Chuchi, the senator from the Clone Wars. (laughs) Remember? She had a problem with the Trade Federation. Oh, you guys are unscarable. It's got a chooch. All right, so let's get into specifics. We start off at the 79 bar on Coruscant. This is a popular haunt among the clone troopers. It's a clone trooper bar. We've seen it in Clone Wars and also earlier in Bad Batch. I learned this from Ryan Airy on the wall it says 99, and it's a tribute to Clone 99, who was this deformed clone during the Clone Wars who saved Kamino from this impending disaster. But also, that's why the Bad Batch is Clone Force 99, because they are genetically modified like this guy was. So they're at the 79 bar, and we got a couple of clones, Skip, not Skip, Slipped, <laughs> and Cade. They're complaining about Rampart, basically lying about what happened to Kamino, and they feel bad that they destroyed Kamino. Cade has the bright idea of sending a message to Rampart, telling him, hey, man, if you don't tell the Senate, I will. I just got this boat. It's named Live Forever. Yep. Can't wait to take it out tomorrow. On TikTok, I watched a clip from Hot Shots. He's a pilot. He's about to get in his plane, and his wife is like, oh, my God, honey, I'm going to miss you so much. like, oh, don't worry. I'm in the safest place there is, the cockpit of a fighter jet. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, by the way, you know that global warming thing everyone's talking about? I think I might have solved it. It's like, well, how? It's like, don't worry. There'll be plenty of time for that when I get home. (laughs) So it's the same thing going on here. Of course, Cade gets shot by a sniper. I thought it was Crosshair first. Same note, too. I think we're supposed to think it, right? Yeah, that's what they wanted us to believe. Slip slips away on a speeder by just jumping over the edge, which I thought was a pretty cool maneuver. We cut to the Senate, and the Senate believes it was a storm that destroyed the entire planet of Camino. Yeah, okay, I'll roll with it. I'm not going to ask too many questions. It's fine. Yeah, I get it. You live in a totalitarian regime. Like, okay. The Empire tells them as a result of this storm that destroyed most of Camino, clone production is halted. And that's why this defense recruitment bill is so important. But it's getting pushed back from Senator Pomlo from Rogue One Maze. We remember Pomlo as the chicken shit senator who said they got the Death Star. What the f*** we have? <laughs> Jen Erso tells us we got hope. Rebellions are built on hope or whatever. My favorite thing is that was in the trailer for Rogue One. And you think it's like, wow, this really uplifting scene. And everyone says, yeah, let's do it. And instead, <laughs> Pomlo's like, you're out of your mind. And then somebody else like, we should just turn ourselves in right now. Mm-hmm. The real scene in Rogue One is super depressing because everyone gives up in that moment yeah which is why Jin walks out and cassian says let's do this without authorization and why they steal the imperial shuttle and as they're leaving they're asked for their call sign and they say rogue one that's where the name comes from because they went rogue 
Anyway, Bail Organa's there. You remember him? He is Leia's adopted father. Lil Leia. Played by Jimmy Smiths from NYPD Blue. Bail Organa feels it goes against the principle of the Senate to have basically a military because, Maze, there was no military in the Republic. They had to commission the clone army yep. because of the Clone Wars. But before that... They just had Jedi space cops. Yep. That was their go-to. And we get Palpatine's right-hand man, Masameda, coming up and telling everybody to calm down. And he's acting like Leslie Nielsen in Airplane as his nose grows a little longer mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Senator Chuchi, who, again, was in Clone Wars, there was a story arc where her planet was threatened by the Trade Federation. She wants to know why we're not hearing from the clones. We're talking about the clones. And this, to my knowledge, Maze, is the first time the clones are ever treated like people. Yeah, but only by her because she's the only one who cares that they don't have any sort of pension plan for these clones that are suffering from accelerated aging from cte i'm like this is the nfl guys yeah i watched a couple of like recap episodes and maybe these guys are all nerds that don't watch sports but how can anyone watch this and not think about the nfl i was like oh my god they're talking about the pension plan the medical benefits thing it's it's everything it's everything that we're going on in the nfl and the idea that nobody actually sees these clones as people they're just objects or military assets Mm -hmm. as someone says later rampart acts like he's a good guy who cares he's like yo we'll do it whatever let's talk about this bill organa says we should table the vote on the bill until we figure out what those benefits are pamlo seconds and now our shit is suspended the uh we see masameda and rampart walking down the hallway a little walk and talks position maze mm-hmm. masameda is like yo you better get this shit under control and rampart says i'm gonna plan the old switcheroo i'll promise some benefits the vote will go through and then i won't give them benefits uh-huh. and that's when i wrote the note he should run the nfl i <laughs> just straight up <laughs> oh spoiler alert they do definitely treat him like roger goodell later oh boy <laughs> Oh, boy. Does that make Jerry Jones Palpatine, by the way? Huh, that's a good question. No, because Palpatine wins a lot. Yeah, there you go. Good point. Robert Kraft, then. If Palpatine handed Massimeda his glasses to polish, <laughs> then we'd know for sure. So here's the fun part, Maze. Much like the NFL, Chuchi goes to the 79 bar to tell the clones, yo, we're going to fight to make football safe. And you guys don't have to worry about this anymore. And the clones don't take it well. So I don't want a pension plan. I want to go out there and play on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> and lead with my helmet. This is what we do. Yeah. They want to be soldiers. And she says, what happens when you're too old to play football? And it says, that's not a scenario we're trained to think about. Dude, it's football. Mm-hmm. This is football. She wants to try to find a way to help them and get Rampart to help them. But it's pretty much falling on deaf ears. And she explains that the clones lack representation in the Senate. She can be their voice. I can be a hero, clonies. We know Rampart should not be trusted. They echo this. But they need evidence to prove that he destroyed Camino with his Venator Destroyer. Slip communicates with someone that can help get him out of Coruscant. We're supposed to be like, who could it be? But, you know, it's Rex. <laughs> like, who else? There's no one else he could be talking to. Yep. Rampart continues to play the good guy. Chuchi asks him about the storm and how is it he survived. 
Rampart lies. It says I was off world. I wasn't there. Oh, it was such a shame. Oh, maybe if I was there, something different could have could have saved more people. What are you talking about? Man? It's the worst lie ever. Wow, this storm really made a lot of explosions. Chuchi receives a secure communication. She goes to an alleyway and Astromech Droid meets her there. And it is R2C4, Bail Organa's Astromech Droid. Bail says Rampart is skilled at saying all the right things. There are other whispers if you listen closely. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this is the line. Clone rights is a part of a bigger issue. The insurgent numbers are growing and the Emperor is afraid. So this is Bail Organa doing the Chinese trial balloon, if you will, maze of how do you feel about that? Because he's obviously part of the rebellion, mm-hmm. him and Mon Mothma and guys like Luthen and, and all the rest of them. Saw Gerrera to some extent, they're all independently acting. But most importantly, Bail and Mon Mothma, we know from the deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith. They'd already started talking about, like, they're not cool with this, and we need to organize, even though it's in the shadows. So this is him. I don't know about you, Maze. I got the vibe that he was recruiting her. Sure. I think it's more just that their interests overlap here. He's dropping hints to me. But anyways, meanwhile, Rampart tells the bounty hunter slash assassin, find Slip, kill Slip. Chuchi is looking for him, too. So basically, just follow Chuchi, and she'll lead you to Slip. The assassin asks, should I kill Chuchi, too? And Rampart's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> not a bad idea. Two for one. Chuchi and her guards find Slip as he's waiting to rendezvous with Rex. Someone who can make me disappear where the Empire can't find me is how Slip describes Rex. Slip realizes that if she found him, that means the assassin's going to find him too. And Chuchi just won't leave him alone, Maze. Nope. Go away. You being here puts us both in danger. Before Slip dies, he tells Chuchi to check Rampart's ship log. It has all the evidence you need. And then, of course, he gets shot. Assassin tries to shoot the senator and the guard. They kind of get away. But then here comes a shadowy figure, and it was Rex the Pizza Delivery Boy Uh... from the beginning of the Clone Wars. Yes, he stuns the bounty hunter slash assassin. They unmask him, and it is a clone. What a twist. It's not Crosshair. She asks, how can a trooper do this? And Rex says he wasn't a trooper. So they take him down to the Coruscant Underworld, to the Martez sisters' garage, Maze. We remember the Martez sisters. They were in season seven of The Clone Wars in what felt like at the time a meaningless story arc. What happened to Ahsoka after she left the Jedi Order? But turns out these Martez sisters keep popping up throughout the story. They were also in season one of the Bad Batch when they were trying to steal something off of a decommissioned cruiser. The Bad Batch were also trying to steal the same thing and hijinks and hilarity ensue. So anyways, they're not there. So you don't have to worry about the Martez sisters, but that's their garage. And that's where Rex does the interrogating and... My note here, Maze, is Rex is the worst interrogator ever. Yeah, this doesn't go well. I'm glad you're great at, like, military tactics and, like, because mm-hmm. you're a terrible co-op, Rex. The clone says you're fighting the wrong battle. You're limited. And Rex says, so what does that make you? And he says, a believer. And then he bites into the cyanide pill thing and kills himself. Yeah, electric cyanide. I like that. Because it's Star Wars. They call it a suicide shocker. <laughs> end of episode seven 
we got ourselves a little conspiracy here. The name of that episode was Clone Conspiracy. So, Maze, I don't know if you had any theories as far as like what this dude is. Did they just clone a bunch of clones outside of the troops? Yeah, it sounds like an experiment that was probably going on. But if they destroyed Camino, I don't know where they're doing it then. Is this supposed to be... Maybe a connection to Dr. Pershing? Well, if you remember, uh, at the end of season one of Bad Batch, after Kamino was destroyed, they didn't kill all the Kaminoans. They did keep at least one we know of, Nala Say. She was the scientist and chief cloner. She's the one that made the Bad Batch, Omega, etc. And so at the end of season one of the Bad Batch, we see her getting escorted to a secret Imperial facility I believe, to work with Dr. Pershing there. Yeah, so they have this little secret lab where they do experiments, and one of those experiments is apparently making brainwashed clones that run assassination missions for you. The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Now we're in episode eight, and the Bad Batchers are chilling on the ship. Omega's meditating. Now all I can see are signs of her force sensitivity. Yeah, but she says it doesn't quite work. As well as it does for Gunji. That to me just shows that she's not a natural. She's just getting started. Yeah, she's got to figure it out. There are levels to force sensitivity. There's some people who are force sensitive, but not force wielders, right? Is it Chirrut in Rogue One? The blind temple of the wills? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's force sensitive. Not strong enough in the force to be a Jedi, but he's got some anticipation there. I thought that was more a product of the religion of Jedi, but sure. I see what you're saying. Rex asked the Bad Batch to go to Coruscant for data extraction. Hunter's worried, but everyone says, look, we got to do this if Rex asked us. And they go to the Martez sisters' garage, and Chuchi's introduced to the Bad Batch. Rex shows them the bounty hunter's body. His clone number is wiped, and Tech cannot believe it. He's never experienced this before. Rampart ship is at an Imperial shipyard on Coruscant. Slip left a copy of the command log on there. They've got to infiltrate it to get it and deliver it. So then they go split squad. The boys all head over to the shipyard. Meanwhile, Omega accompanies Chuchi to the Senate. She gets a field trip. Yes. This was nice. It was nice. Also, I was like, you're just going to have her just running out there. I thought it was so silly that she volunteered and no one, no one said anything. They didn't say, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't have a random child. Rocking around the Senate. That's not suspicious. That isn't suspicious, right? I don't think that's suspicious because of the field trip nature. Aren't people looking for Omega? That was my point. It wasn't that she's a child. It's She's a wanted asset, not even a person. You were talking about 
the clones as assets. She is an incredibly valuable, we know this, thing that the Empire assigned bounty hunters to go catch. So the idea that she would just roll out there all exposed and at one point walk by Rampart as Chuchi has a conversation with him. Like, man, his head is up his ass. Yep, for real. <laughs> but anyways, she says, what does a senator do? And I said, that's an excellent question. Wow, let's give you some exposition, Omega. Get a little tour of the, the Senate floor, et cetera, et cetera. Masameda comes by and again reiterates the Rampart. Better not f*** this up. Omega asks Chuchi, where's the clone seat? <laughs> what do you mean? We don't have one. But we care. We we count. Da, da, da. She's like, yeah, a lot of people don't. They just want to turn on their TVs on Sunday and see you guys like hit each other at full speed. And that's it. Yep. Chuchi tells Omega a secret. Do you think it's about Bail Organa? They don't tell us what it is. But in the next scene, they're meeting with Bail Organa for some more walk and talks position. He wants to send her to meet with the Kaminoan Senator Halle Berry Bertoni. Yes, <laughs> Halle, Halle Berry, of course, yep. And then he says, follow the money. It always leaves a trail. Mm, that was definitely rule of Illuminati too, right there. Yes, <laughs> there's definitely basketball Illuminati vibes there. There's the wire vibes there. Ryan Airy says all the President's Men vibes there. Every conspiracy theory podcast you could think of right there. So Hallie meets with Chuchi, and Hallie's kind of a you-know-what. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Man. Not great. What a piece of shit, man. Hey, man, like your, your whole people got massacred. Ah, I don't give a shit about the rest of them. Yeah, I'm just trying to hold on to this gig here. The money was being siphoned off from clone operations and redirected elsewhere. We don't know to what. Secret clone, lab, perhaps. Maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, a battle station that's the size of a small moon that could destroy entire planets. Oh. A planet killer, yeah. Factory prisons. Hallie is very laissez-faire with this, doesn't kind of give a shit. By the way, Hallie also was in the Clone Wars. There was a story arc in which the Kaminoans wanted a seat in the Senate as compensation for their clone work they were doing. And a lot of people were not cool with that. That's where we first saw Hallie. But then Hallie says, Rampart's a cock in the machine, Maze. Oh, man. Yeah, another one. Cut back to the Bad Batch. The boys are in the shipyard. They sneak in the shipyard. They sneak onto the ship. I'm going to fast forward through this. They get it. They get out. It's cool. It's a cool scene. There's some good action. Great action, but it's like you get the gist of it. They got the shit and they escape. But that's the whole thing. They bring in the Bad Batch, the namesake, and... It's just another smash and grab heist job that they accomplish with relative ease. I mean, there's some hiccups and it's clever, but yeah, the main stuff is with the senators and the intrigue and the conspiracy. And again, I would say that I don't want to watch and Wrecker try to do politics. I'm trying to understand politics. I don't need that. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Just let them be the bad batch. Just play football, Wrecker. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and dribble. <laughs> Shut up and catch touchdowns. So we're in Rampart's office with Chuchi. Chuchi accuses Rampart of diverting funds. She kind of slow plays this. He says they were redistributed, not misappropriated. I think she thinks he's just lining his pockets. He's embezzling. Yeah, embezzlement. That's narrow-minded of her. When he says redistributed, not misappropriated, I felt like that was actually a genuine defense by him. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you think I stole this money? Like, no, we just spent it on other shit, which is true. Yep. She points out, though, that the money siphoning started months before Topoka City was lost. Basically accuses him of destroying it. Mm -hmm. The senators move to censure 
Chuchi for saying this. I'm sorry, this was all in the, in the Senate floor when this happens. The kiss-ass senators from the banking clan and the other syndicates or whatever are like, oh, that's how dare you accuse them of something like that. They move to censure her and everything. Well, she does make this big move with no proof. Yes, to the point where Halle Berry is like, yo, do you have to, like, you just out here, man. Like, you ain't got no proof or nothing. And she's basically been winging it. But, of course, here comes Omega. She gets the tape from the guys. They play the tape in front of the Senate, and it is video evidence of the Star Destroyers destroying Topoka City. Yeah, and it was cool how it was queued up right to the right point and hologram projected massively in front of the whole Senate. I like that. That was cool. Everybody is appalled. You hear the gasps from across the thing. This shit don't look good for your boy Rampart. And then we hear... Is music? He does the Vince McMahon strut out <laughs> with his elbows out. Yeah, the chicken walk. His little pulpit comes up from beneath. It's Palpatine and Masameda. And Masameda... Waste no time and throwing Rampart under the bus like, how could you? He does the thing where you're standing next to the guy and and everyone starts blaming the guy or something. He stands on the other side like, oh. So this totally makes sense, right? Rampart's the fall guy. You pin everything on him. He goes down. They arrest him. They disgrace him and are just so appalled at his actions, (laughs) his selfish goals. But then... The Emperor's got a pivot here, and this is where I have some questions for you, I mean, because Palpatine goes on to say that Rampart used the clones, so we need to pass his bill. Yep, he says, this dude didn't do it alone, though. He used clones, clones that go along with everything you tell them to do. Oh, my God. How can we trust them? How can we trust these clones? They just go along with everything. They went along with this dude's evil plan. Clones are bad. Stormtroopers. That's where the money's at, guys. Yeah. And no one has a response. So I get what they're doing and why it happened. But Rampart was so tied to this bill. Mm -hmm. It should have died with him. (laughs) But he pivots so smoothly to, well. This guy's bad, but his ideas are good. We're going to fast track that right now. The Stugats is strong in Palpatine. Oh, man. He really finessed the shit out of this defense recruitment bill to get it pushed through. The reality is the clones are expensive. As we see, the clones are not bots that just follow orders, although they did in destroying the Poker City and executing Order 66. They're problematic. And that they think for themselves and they have integrity. I think that's the biggest problem with the clones beyond the expenses. They have integrity. Palpatine and the Empire don't need an army with integrity. They just need people who are going to follow orders. He announces the Imperial Stormtrooper. Is this supposed to be the first time that word has been used? I believe so. Obviously, in season one, we see them start to get introduced and get trained by the clones. But are they called stormtroopers? I can't remember. Because I wondered if this was his Steve Jobs black turtleneck. It's called the stormtrooper. It's like a soldier, but it can't aim. Exactly. I think it's also funny that this paints a scene that the clones being decommissioned, not only decommissioned, but kind of like they pose a threat. But in reality, we know they, they age gracefully throughout this, or not so gracefully in some cases. Because some of these clones are still high-ranking officials in the Imperial military. Do you remember in Rogue One when they're searching for Saw Gerrera in Jeddah City? 
it's a bunch of stormtroopers, but on the tank at the top is a clone. He's got the clone armor. Mm -hmm. So they're around. We also know that in Obi-Wan, when he's on that weird planet, I can't remember the name of it, we see a veteran clone who is basically destitute. A vagrant. The vast majority of the clones I don't believe are going to be like shot or anything except for the problematic ones, but we know that they all scatter in different places like Rex, like the Bad Batch, like some of the others. Basically, Palpatine ran the same playbook and he okey-doked the shit out of the Senate. Not that they needed much okey-doking to begin with. Last scene, the Bad Batch coming to the realization that their actions actually hastened. Yep. They did exactly what Palpatine wanted them to do. Yep, played right into his hands, made the clones look like a compromising thing, made the Galactic Senate vote against them and vote for the defense recruitment bill. Doesn't sit with them great. And Echo decides he's leaving with Rex because he wants to help Rex help these other clones across the galaxy. This is how you write a character out of a show when you realize he is <laughs> redundant, right? Like, we already have a guy who literally his name is Tech. We don't need you with your scomp link oh, or whatever man. the hell it is he has for an arm. That's oh, a bummer. It's a bummer for Echo. Him and Rex probably have some adventures together. Yeah. We found out early in the episode that Echo does not like solitude. He does not like meditating and all that stuff because of his experience in Skako Minor. If you're wondering what Skako Minor is, in the Clone Wars, Echo was kidnapped I can't remember one of these guilds. There was a separatist faction. They kidnapped him, and they basically tortured him and then turned him into this half-computer, half-clone thing. And the Bad Batch actually rescued him in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. That's how he ended up a Bad Batcher right there. But he never really was one of Clone Force 99 because he's not genetically modified. He's just half-machine, half-man. So as much as hanging out with the Batchers was cool... His place is obviously a lot more welcome with Rex and with a bunch of other soldiers, or regs. Maze, that's all I had for these two episodes. Did you have anything that I missed there? No, that covers it. I thought this was great. This was an important piece of empire history here that we covered in these two episodes. We've got intrigue. We've got Chuchi. Fighting for the rights of clones, which we know she's going to fail. And we got a Palpatine appearance. What else could you ask for? Complete with the music. The Palpatine music played. These two episodes and the Crosshair episode. These are my favorite episodes of the season. It's why I loved Andor. It's why I love Rogue One. It's why I love the overall story arc of the prequels. I love the politics of this all. I love how a lot of it draws parallels to real life stuff, whether you're talking about the Watergate misappropriation of stuff, corruption part, whether you're talking about the NFL parallels. I enjoy when Star Wars does that, and I thought they did a great job with these two episodes. Can't wait to next week when they go back to <laughs> meeting some sort of like Trandoshan <laughs> with a heart of gold or some shit. That's going to do it for us here on Rule of Two. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have more and as we head towards the season three debut of The Mandalorian. And we'll have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The video game will come out about a month into that. We'll get the Star Wars celebration that's happening in Europe this year. And we'll get a bunch of, I'm sure, trailers and more information about the other shows that's coming out from Star Wars over the rest of the year and in the coming couple of years. For Darth Corn Puzzle, I'm Darth Amin. 
reminding you that we're all cocks in the machine. Nothing stops the NFL. Nothing <laughs> stops the empire. Nothing stops the empire. Playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer.